What's up, everybody? You're watching the 10 After 7 podcast on YouTube. I'm your host, Michael Cody Stevenson, and I'm joined today by Devin Rawl. You can see him on TMZ. He's the only Sacramento Kings fan on earth. D-Rawl, what's up, man? Cody, Cody, long overdue, dude. I can't believe I wasn't the first guest, honestly. I'm a little I know. We started a podcast like five years ago called The Sports Vibe. That died quickly. It wasn't the vibe, I guess, but I'm glad uh, you've uh, brought this back. So I got a special jersey on right now. I found it in my closet. Didn't know I had it. It belonged to you at one point. Which one do you think it is? Oh, it belonged to me? Well, I jacked your Magic Johnson jersey at one point. Yeah. Um, It's not that one? No. Wait, is it a basketball jersey? Basketball jersey. And I'm surprised, dude, you, haven't, I'm surprised you haven't asked for it. That's the thing, dude. You steal so many of my articles of clothing. I can't even keep track. You, I don't. I had no idea you stole any of my jerseys. Which jersey did, okay, did so I have? You, actually, that you, you gave me one, you gave me one of your USC jerseys back in the day, but this one that I found is the Demar Derozan one. How the hell did you have my Demar Derozan jersey? I don't know, man. It's a small and it barely fits me. So I'm I was gonna say, does it, I think it has a mustard stain on it? Uh, not that I know of. Oh, that might have been the other one. One of my SC jerseys used to have a mustard stain right on the three. Is it red? Uh, yeah. Ah, oh, damn. It's actually wow, like dude. an authentic jersey. I just don't like wearing it because it kind of – I feel chubby in it. Oh, I was going to – I thought you were going to say it like uh, ch- like messes up your nipple. No, no, no. It's actually comfortable, and I just don't feel – I don't feel comfortable wearing it. Well, so, dude, would you think I'll ever see that thing back or no? Uh, I found your dress shirt in the process. So maybe Wait, the black one? Yeah, the black, ugly. Oh. It looks like a – Looks like a grandmother's freaking furniture somewhere. I was going to say, you probably should burn that because I'm pretty sure you wore that on a date and clearly the date didn't go well. Uh, I don't think I'd wear that on a date. That's a bad move. <laughs> uh, so what we're going to do today, uh, our good friend Robert Bucky Pitton has started a squares that we each do each week and watch a classic Michael Jordan game. The game this week is game seven of the 1998 Eastern Conference Finals against the Pacers. Do you got that queued up? Because I'm just going to play it in the background. Oh, 100% I got it queued up. All right. Let's play it, and then we can just BS our way through this. Uh, this yeah, pod. for sure. All right, I'm starting right, I'm hitting, it now. I'm Are you at tip-off right now? Yeah, you got your – do you have your uh, numbers? I, I don't have them up right now, and I don't have them memorized. I was just going to put them up on my phone once this thing got going. Well, the worst thing about it is uh, they don't show the score. In this no, that's in this that's group. what's so crazy. Like, like how did they go all these years and not think, hey, let's just put the score on the broadcast? Like, that just doesn't make sense. I don't know. I, so, so I've been watching classic baseball games from back in the day, and they don't have a problem putting the score up there. It must be the running clock was the issue. Oh, that could be. That makes a little sense. But it's just, it's yeah. just so crazy because you just don't even think. I, I just don't remember not seeing a score. It's crazy. Well, and it's so frustrating, especially with these squares. Last week, we watched the Phoenix Suns finals in 1993, and I swear, for three minutes – even through commercial, they didn't show the third quarter score. No the way. Oh yeah, they flat they yeah. flash it. Wow, that's so dumb. It's so yeah, it's, it's so funny because I feel like I don't even like watching a movie twice, let alone a game that's already been played. But that's literally how desperate I'm I am. I bought uh ten squares. The cool thing though, I was telling you earlier about basketball opposed to the football one, is that when you see your squares in football, like you totally know you're screwed. 
if you have like really bad numbers, but with basketball, it really could land on anything. So you really don't know. Yeah. So I have, I have like five nines. And if that, if it were the case, like if it was a Super Bowl, nines, you're basically. Yeah, out. exactly. Uh, I don't know if you're aware, but on ESPN right now, we should have picked the game. I, they just decided to do it, but they're showing game six, uh, Jordan's last game, the one where he hits the shot and Byron Russell's guarding. Oh, him. yeah. Uh, and, but they're showing it in uh, cinematic production. How? It's un dude. It's unbelievable. It's called Game Six, the movie, and I want to watch every sporting event this way. It's so incredible. wait, what do you mean cinematic? Like, what do they do? So cinematic, it's it's basically like your courtside. Oh, that's dope. Like, like, like you're literally seeing John Stockton like uh, go around Ron Harper with like a little elbow. You're seeing like the grit and grind. That's post, so crazy. Dude. It's so funny because I, I don't know about you, uh, but I feel like. I start remembering basketball like with Kobe and Shaq's Lakers. And I really remember nothing before it. So like the whole cool thing to me about the last dance was just that I literally had no idea about any of these like things happening, these teams. I had no idea the jazz were as good as they were. Yeah. You just, we, all we knew was Stockton and Malone. We didn't know. I didn't, I definitely did not know they got to the finals two years in a row. I had no idea. And in all honesty, I remember Malone. I knew obviously just from being a sports fan that he was, you know, a jazz legend with Stockton, but I honestly remember Malone on the Lakers, which is sad. Well, that was like prime our years. Oh, four. I remember that was the first year I actually gave a shit about basketball. And I used to sit in my room, with a note notepad and just uh, keep track of their, all their four points, Gary Payton, Malone, Kobe. I know that's crazy. And the craziest thing about that is they, I, I was that, um, I guess that was even a, that was even a team, a, like a dream team stack team, even before like Chicago did or, or uh, Boston did it. Yeah. I mean, uh, people didn't see it that way. Cause Malone we're and Gary old, Payton but we're, we're older, but they, I, that just tells you how good Kobe and Shaq were leading the way. They got to the finals. I was going to say that was, I actually totally remember that. And everyone thought they were going to sweep the Pistons and then they got completely destroyed. And the rumor is Carl Malone hit on Kobe's wife. Really? I didn't know about, by the way, did you know there's like a lot of like really sketchy drama with Carl Malone back in the day? No, let's not get into it. I I was going to say, we'll probably get sued. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter and literally went through a rabbit so did, hole. So did I, and it's super sketch. <laughs> yeah, if you want to look it up, people, you could go and find it very quickly. Wikipedia, anything like that. It, I got it because I was on Twitter and his son was like, uh, posted a video about how heartbroken he was. A bunch of people trashing Malone. Oh, I guess, yeah, that's exactly how I saw it. And then I went down a rabbit hole of some sketchy activity. The crazy thing, though, I don't yeah. know if you noticed it. Uh, with the last dance I felt like with uh, Carl is dude how jacked was that guy and still had touch I feel like you never Uh see that so no you don't and uh, Bill Simmons he's like the one guy that usually brings it up he says that was the first dude to start working out and he's built literally exactly like LeBron but obviously LeBron's way more yeah totally but yeah it was interesting too just to see like you just you don't see anyone else on the court looking like that. Like he literally looked like a football player. But now I feel like nowadays, obviously they incorporate you know a lot more weightlifting in basketball. Now you know all the fours pretty much look like that. It was just interesting. I don't, but do they? Because I I what it was an interview recently that I was listening to, 
and maybe not, or maybe they do in basketball, but I don't even think that because football players say they haven't benched in like five years. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I feel like every interview you hear where someone tries to ask a football player what they bench, they'll be like, hey, I haven't honestly benched in since college, which is interesting. Yeah, it was Travis Kelsey, actually. Travis Kelsey was like, honestly, I haven't benched in five, like since my maybe my sophomore Because honestly, college. benching, even like when you're, you're even told in high school, it's really like not an athletic lift at all. So all training and athletic like I guess like weightlifting and all that kind of stuff is all very uh, all about like explosive movements and movements that will actually help you in your sport and like when are you ever laying on the ground bench pressing someone never yeah never and I mean I used to have one in my garage you know I was pumping dude you lifted one I'll never forget you got a gym membership to LA Fitness. You went one time and you literally came to school the next day and your arm was completely stuck in a bend and you couldn't move your arm. Yeah, I don't know what that was. I got conflicting reports. I went to one doctor and he was like, yeah, it's because uh, your medication you're on. And another one was like, no, you're not on. Like that's nothing to do with it. So to this day, I still don't know, but I haven't picked up ever since. <laughs> we, have, we can tell, trust me. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is a bad look too with this tank top jersey on. Uh, I wanted to have you, I was thinking about this earlier today, just for people. Uh, what, what's the first encounter you had with me? When did we become friends? When did we become friends? In all honesty, the first encounter I had with you, I literally hated your guts. Yeah, the I will the never forget. I just will just remember I, I knew kind of who you were because obviously we went to rival high schools and like we were always trying to, you know, you no, middle, middle, middle schools, that, middle schools. Obviously, we played sports against each other. I always thought, you know, we always were trying to spit game to your guys, the Richardson girls. You guys were spitting game to the Cali girls, whatever. And I'll, I think it was seventh or eighth grade. We were at the beach. And we it's kind of when like our middle schools were coming together right before high school, we we're all kind of hanging out and you were just talking so much shit the whole time. And I was just thinking like, I don't even think I would talk to my friends this way. And this kid doesn't even know me. And I wanted to keep saying something, but literally you were just like, everyone was dying laughing. And I just remember being like, dude, I fucking hate this kid. <laughs> Yeah, that's a bad. That's a bad look. I don't know why I went down that road. My my first encounter though is when we became friends. It's when we played uh, on the freshman basketball team together. We had that coach Chandler. Oh God, he actually. And side note: he ended gets, up like embezzling money or something. So continue. He got his. Yes, some sketchy. He was my teacher senior year, but uh, yeah. So we had our we had summer practice, and I remember we were it was hot as shit in that gym. And he was making us do suicides. And I'm like, F this, man. I'm taking my shirt off. And then you followed suit and we got absolutely annihilated by the coach. for. Taking I totally remember that. I remember we left and we were just like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it was so hot. Yeah, I don't So that, that's I don't when know. we first met. Yeah, I was good. I would say that that freshman basketball definitely was when our friendship really formed. And then, you know, obviously uh, – our uh, our girl situation, you know, dating girls with the better friends and whatnot, and then kind of went from there. Yeah, and then we watched countless hours of Laguna Beach. Uh, I actually just for this podcast, I don't know how many people watch it. More people should watch it. I was watching an Instagram live with uh, the Dodgers, and Corey Seager actually mentioned the challenge, and I just thought, oh, dude, man. and a lot of shit is going down. I don't know if people want to hear it, but we could touch on it. It's it's getting good. I thought it was a dead no. season. 
I love the challenge. I actually, um, because um, unfortunately, you know, obviously I watch with uh, my roommate, Eric, but he was busy playing Call of Duty last week. So we missed last episode. So we're supposed to catch up tomorrow. But yeah, I really do like the challenge. It's interesting because at least to me, all the old guys are kind of getting old and there's like kind of a new crew of people that are able to actually compete, which makes things a little more interesting. Well, I think the best part is TJ lab. And I mean, God bless the guy. He's an absolute like legend. When he calls you a quitter, it's a death sentence. And I was just, I was just going to say, does anyone hate quitting more than no? And there's been a couple situations where people might quit. So I love the red skull. So you have to go into elimination this year to get a chance to run the final. And it pisses me off so much that all these dudes are talking all this kind of shit and they never offer up themselves to go get the reds. Oh no, totally. It's, it makes it so much better because basically your relationships and you thinking you're a badass and whatever won't automatically get you to the end of people being scared of you. Cause eventually you're going to have to go in there and prove yourself if you want to be in the final. And Oh my God, Scotty Pippen can dunk. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, but, but no, that's so uh, that's so true, and it's so funny how they're talking all this shit, and you they're acting like they're the baddest guy on the challenge. But when it push comes to shove, you know they're putting in the smallest guy, and no one's willing to risk it, which is really interesting. Yeah, and he won twice. We're talking about Jay. I uh, hate that twerp. <laughs> okay, I like I like him. He's from Survivor. Oh, is uh, he? Yeah, what'd you think about the hit that Rogan threw okay. on him? At first, I was like, dude, this wasn't hard. to Get up. <laughs> In all honesty, I watched all the angles. I didn't think it was that hard of a hit. I mean, I, I'm not by any means. The kid seemed pretty tough, so I don't think he was faking it. He for sure was concussed. But, like, the way they – all the people's reaction, I was just thinking – Yeah, like, oh, his, his arm's oh, broken. It turns out – it turns out he just got the – He, got, he got his bell rung is what happened, and – and also, how big is Rogan, by the way? I've been wondering that. Uh, he's probably short. Because he, he just, they, he acts like he's some big badass. And I just feel like he's not even, I mean, he's. Well, I didn't watch last season. Didn't he win last he season? He won, but he got carried the whole way, basically. It was one of those situations where he was just always on a good team. I don't think he ever went in an elimination the entire season. The bad one about this season is I don't really have a dog in the fight. I literally, I we watched all these people for years, whether it's the real world or even Big Brother, I like how they're bringing these people in, which surprisingly, I was just about to say, I don't really have any people that I like, but Swaggy no. P coming from Big Brother and getting knocked off uh, right away on that show for just being the cocky guy, he's really toned himself down. Oh, no, he's a completely different guy. It's funny, though, I don't know if, if you thought this, too, and maybe it's just how Big Brother's on a major network and they have to be so family-friendly, but I, I, for to me, I felt like all the Big Brother people would be terrible at the challenge, but they're all so much better than the challengers. Have you noticed that? And, well, I'm shocked that Josh from Big Brother went because oh I didn't my. think he could handle it, but he actually works his ass off. To be able well, to it's him. funny, though, because I, I kind of feel like he just gets in the good graces of like all the girls really like him. And he's actually not a terrible competitor. I feel like he's a little bit underrated, like people uh, underestimate him a little bit. But it's interesting that he's like, he actually doesn't do that bad. No, he doesn't. And I remember my mom, I think she followed him on social media and she's like, Josh is really getting after this. Like he works out all the time. Uh, I don't know about that. Does he? I mean, well, he was very like, I think he was like 20 when he was on Big Brother and we know how immature Uh, he was, but he kind of grew, he kind of got rid of the baby. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I will say that. And uh, he, I, I think know. he's a little bit taller too than than I thought. Like he's kind of a bigger guy. Yeah, he's definitely, yeah, he's definitely taller. Uh, other shows. Did you start getting into Summer House? Dude, I haven't started Summer House. I've been I've been so I usually try to just stick to one Bravo show and you know I'm a Vanderpump guy till I die. But no, I need to I need eventually to start Summer House. I can't really contribute yet. I know my parents love that show, but yeah, I, I have yet to watch an episode. Yeah, Vanderpump, I gotta get into it because it's apparently like it's definitely in the uh, Mount Rushmore of Bravo shows and reality shows in general. Uh, we actually, me and my two brothers went to the comedy store and went to the bar across the street and it was literally, the bar was probably had 15 people there and 12 of them were, uh, from the show Vanderpump and me and my two brothers. Were <laughs> that's amazing. That's honestly amazing. Which ones? Please tell me Tom, please tell uh, me Tom. Well, well, Dylan knows through Kaylee, one of them, the ki- the guy that's married to Katie. Yeah, that's Tom. He's always there. blacked out, but he's also a great guy. Uh, yeah, Dylan went up to him. I don't know if the guy could even get out <laughs> words. And then uh, the other – I've only seen one episode. It was season one when I was visiting Kaylin at Santa Barbara. The uh, after show or reunion was on, and I thought she was gorgeous, and that's Adrian. Oh, she yeah, she's, she's awesome. Uh, yeah, if you're with Kaylin Rozier, you know you'll be watching a Bravo show at some point. Yeah, maybe I'll get a dude, but Summer House is right up your alley. Every time I watch it, though, I just want to drink because they throw just the fattest ragers at the hand. Yeah, no, I've heard, I've heard great things. It's funny, actually. The only experience I have with Summer House is they did a crossover episode with Vanderpump, and one of the main girls in Vanderpump was just was just like actually interested. And I think the blonde guy, I have no idea what his name is. And they they were in a jacuzzi, and he was just so tanked and couldn't remember her name. Yeah, that that makes sense, dude. That guy, I, I, that's another show. You just get so worn down by these people, you end up hating them all. And I hated that guy from the start, but now I just love him because he's just a Scott Disick. Like he's an asshole and just gets hammered. And just <laughs> yeah, I do is. love people who'll just tell it how it is. Other shows that I've been, I just finally finished. Oh, Ozark, great a show. fantastic show! One of Netflix's best. Sh- I love Bateman, man. <gasps> Yeah, he. I, at first, actually, I. I well, the interesting show. thing, and I had a conversation with someone about this recently. I don't know if you agree, but it, it's so. That's one that I love, and I pretty much hate every character except Ruth. I love Ruth, but every character sucks. Like, do you do you like Wendy uh, Bird? Well, she's so annoying. Oh, she's she's the worst, but that's what makes it. Uh, incredible that she's like exactly like Skyler. Oh, they're the exact bad. same the character. Bad. Totally. Yeah. And Bateman, I didn't like him at first because he never, which is his role on how great he is. He doesn't show emotion. Like he got so deep in it. Nothing affected him. And then slowly in season two, something happened where the older man kind of dies and it was the best friend to his kid. And he starts to come out of his shell a little bit. Now yeah, no, I was going to say, dude, Bateman's character, it's like shit can be completely hitting the fan and he will be even keel. <laughs> it's literally crazy. I wonder how many seasons they're going to Um, After this one, at least one more, obviously, with how, I don't want to spoil anything, but how season three ended, definitely at least another one. But, um, yeah, I mean that show is honestly fantastic. It's it's the best drama yeah. Netflix has ever produced for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. It's I don't know if it's it's had to win a award. Yeah, well, the sure. crazy thing is I, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but I saw that um, 
they that people watched uh, Ozarks more more people watched Ozarks than that watched Tiger King, which is insane. Oh, well, yeah, it came out. Season three came out around. Yeah, people time. it had higher Ozarks. streaming numbers than Tiger King, which I didn't even think that was possible. I didn't even finish Tiger King. So many people talk about it. I felt like I got just all the knowledge from there. I think I made it to episode. Wow, dude. I've, I've, Tiger King. I've, I'm Tiger King out, dude. I've talked way too much about it. Great doc, though. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, what can you can you speak on the 6ix9ine trolling? Oh, the 6ix9ine trolling. Dude, so funny, too, because actually, uh, of all things, you know, I've always had 6ix9ine's back, kind of ironically. Like, I know he's a troll and it's it's like kind of like funny terrible so it's funny that on the show all the time i'm defending him and he somehow finds one clip where i was talking about the fact that i didn't know if he'd be able to come out of prison and like still be able to put out good music or not good music but big music and i get featured in an instagram come getting was he trolling me? I didn't re- like. So did I get trolled by him? Now I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, he basically. Yeah, he showed your clip. You started off the clip by saying, "Who knows? Like, it's only time will tell if he could come out of prison and put up the numbers he was putting up." And he showed a bunch of other clips of people saying that. And then the clip ended, of course, with his new song coming out and how many people were on his Instagram live. Yeah, so, I yeah, thought it was a troll. But in my defense, in my defense, I always talk on the show about having that guy's back and think I knew when he came back, he was going to put out songs and it was going to go viral and get all these crazy numbers. The one thing I am surprised though, a little bit is obviously see anyone in danger, but like, I didn't think he was going to come out and troll and act the, the way he used to. And by doing that, I don't know how long we're going to have six, nine, honestly. Well, why the post got deleted? So obviously. Oh, did it get deleted? Wait, end of the end of the first quarter. It was. Oh, is that what it was? Hold on, I want to see who got it. You said it's what? Do you have it up? Twenty-seven nineteen. I don't. I don't have everyone else's numbers. I just had mine, and I lost. Bulls twenty-seven, Pacers nineteen. Jeez, I bought 10 squares. Bulls, I got you so said many, Bulls 27. Uh, right here. Yeah, Bulls 27, Pacers 19. Damn it. Uh, damn. Young Jalen Rose. I'm sorry, yeah, the Pacers. Another this team is the kind of thing I realized with Like, that. so Pacers 19 and Bulls 27. Who the hell is G, baby? That's From who what? won. Oh, it's probably one of Bucky's. See, that's the thing met. about these is then as people end up winning, that I've never even heard a G baby. Well, we uh, took the crown, the Redondo Torrance area last week. I won a quarter. Searles won a quarter. Patch. Won yeah, I saw that. Damn. All right. Well, well, uh, we can touch on sports for a little bit. I think uh, positive news. Really, NBA says they want to work out their players in mid-June and then get a season started by mid-July. Baseball has a proposal out there. It's kind of, they still have their negotiations to work out. So I'm honestly at the point I was actually, because every single day Eric will come home from work, burst into my room, say, oh, did you hear? There's this, there's this. Like I've heard for the NBA, I've heard one, that they're canceling the season completely. Then I heard they're going to, um, they're just going to play like act like 
the season's done, just do the playoffs. Then I now Eric came in today and they're gonna do like a uh playoff or like a quick little round robin to see who gets the seven, eight, and nine, and then do playoffs. It's like, dude, I'm so sick of talking about possibilities. Just announce what's gonna happen and I'll just look forward to it. I don't know how you feel about it, but like I, I'm sick of all the different scenarios. Yeah, well, that's just the talking heads kind of putting the scenarios out there. The NBA hasn't really said anything besides mid-June, work them out, mid-July, we'll try to – they don't want to put a date on it, which I think is smart because you put a date on it and then all of a sudden a California governor says, oh, oh stay at no. home for three more yeah. months. But then is California, Texas, and one other state, I forgot which was, uh, New York, said that they're open to having sports come back in June with no fans. My question, though, to you – is we've seen some sports come back, NASCAR. I thought you said sports ever. Uh, yeah, exactly. Soccer, uh, the Bundesliga came back, and then UFC's been great without fans. Which one of these core major sports that me and you watch in particular, which one do you think will be the worst? It's funny. I, I'm honestly really towards the – I don't want to get greedy because I just want sports back, but just imagining like a game seven playoff game with no fans is just so sickening to me. To me, I feel like the one that's going to be the weirdest without fans is probably going to be football. I know that sounds like really weird, but I just feel like football isn't a sport that where you can play with no fans. It's only played with fans like you never play football unless there are fans where basketball i mean there you can go to a 24-hour fitness obviously no one there's no fans half of the college basketball games there's literally no fans there so i i for sure think football is going to be really weird and they're all going to be weird but i I just really want the nba to come back so i'm just going to say i'm going to live with the fact of no fans about sports hey i'm back all right, but dude, if we lost that first 20 minutes, I'm going to literally kill you. No, no, we're good. Trust me, we'll figure it out. All right. Well, but I know at least it's saying. on YouTube, but don't even – I got to scratch out that last three minutes, dude. I was dying. I was talking to myself over here. Oh, were you? What did you say? <laughs> I mean, you're all you do is talk to yourself normally. You, just, you literally – I was struggling, though. I kind of got – was it you on your end? Yes. No, dude, I, I was trying to tell you, I could hear you. Oh, yeah, I know. It, it popped up saying my Wi-Fi effed up, which I don't know how because it's never effed up. But anyways, I was saying college football without the bands. No, yeah, totally. College football will by far be the weirdest thing. And not even like the bands, the student section, but it's just like you think of all the crazy things that happen in college football, like two-minute drill. Like it actually will affect the game. You know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, the two-minute drill, the, the reason it's tough is people are loud. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. Uh, you know, that's going to be another thing with uh, the NFL, like you mentioned. Like, the Seattle Seahawks, how many games do you think they've been willed to victory because of the 12s? Yeah, no home field advantage anymore. Like, all the pageantry, like you were saying, college football, gone. That's what I mean. It's, like, it, it's like bittersweet because I don't want to be greedy – and I do want sports back, but it's like not going to be the same. Yeah, I don't know. I they're definitely I'm more optimistic than I was say two weeks ago because I didn't have any clue at that point. But I really think we're headed in the right direction. No, totally. And doesn't it seem like for once, like you wake up every day and there's actually like positive news? Yeah, definitely. 
it, it definitely feels almost more and more. I know everyone keeps saying like, there's just no way we're going to have fans this year, but I'm still trying to keep optimistic that maybe like, well, what know, I was they... saying when you left, like you mentioned the game seven, you know, buzzard beater. And I was saying me at home by myself, like if I watch that, I'll yeah, I'll jump up. But just like if we could at least get together in the bars open and have us watch there, like even a bar atmosphere will give us somewhat of a crowd, you know, intimacy. Yeah, totally, totally. But God, who knows even when you're, I know they're saying at least in California that hopefully by July 4th, everything's going to be open, but it's also going to be, you know, with regulations and stuff. So I don't even know. I mean, I guess you could watch at a bar and like, they'll just make people sit like a, like a seat apart. I don't know, man. I don't even like talking about it. I just want to go back to normal. Yeah. I mean, the girls keeping a social distance from me at bars isn't anything new. So I was going to say, you've been keeping, you've been keeping socially distant from girls for years. So I I guess, I guess you've prepared for the quarantine. Uh, You know what, dude? Uh, We haven't hung out since. Uh, Scottsdale, we went to a bachelor party. Oh. You, didn't go, you didn't go out one of the nights, so you're probably regretting that one because that could have been one of the last nights you make it out. No joke. I've thought about that so many times over quarantine. Oh my God, Jordan is amazing. It is so crazy. Real quick, it is so crazy to me his ability to float through the air. <laughs> it's yeah, like, even this is 1998. It doesn't make sense. No, dude. I wish you picked squares last week because. Honestly, yeah, that was the first Jordan game I watched, but it'll literally stick in my mind for the rest of my life now. It's just like it's just like he just elevates and just keeps going up. There's no way to like block his shot. He gets any shot off. Anyways, um, but what was I saying? Oh, yeah, you didn't, you didn't make it up, dude. Oh, one of the nights. But uh, first of all, I was thinking about how crazy is it that James Music planned that bachelor party the week before the world shut down. So it was literally the last weekend possible we could have done that. And then my second thought about that is how depressed I am that I passed out on the Friday night and wasted one of the last nights of the year. That is brutal, but also you leave in Dodger games early. Like you should probably never do that again either. Dude, it's so, it's so funny. I, you know me, I can like barely sit through a baseball game at the stadium let alone watch one if baseball came back i would literally watch every game that was on tv that's how bored i am right now well yeah i mean i can't even i can't do korea baseball i just can't oh have you watched it the the problem is i i was gonna watch it because i wanted to get like a team so i could start betting but i i saw them throw up the first pitch and they put a little kid in a blow-up baseball and rolled him to the like rolled him to the home plate plate, and i was like dude i can't i can't do this when that came up as like an espn uh, notification on my phone i was like what and i clicked on it and saw the video i was like oh geez and the worst part is they put fake fans in the in the behind home plate in some of these games, and they have like cat heads, dog heads, oh. baby heads, like Hello Kitties behind home plate. Yeah, it's just gone way too far. The games are on super late. They do show them the next day at eleven a.m., but I'm just I could not be less interested. Yeah, are any? I actually am pretty ignorant to this whole thing. Do they actually have any like former major leaguers in that league or no? Yeah, they do, and I think there's actually a rule that. Uh, 
you could have like a max of like three uh, players from the states. I think. Oh damn, Steve Kerr is wet. Yeah, you're a little bit behind. Dude, what about that? What's up with that white dude that's always on the bench with the goatee that looks like he never played that, like should not play basketball? What guy? He's on the Bulls. They, I think he was in. The, was is his name Wellington or Bill or? Oh yeah. Bill God, that guy just looks like he should. He would never play basketball. Well, I just want to. I think it's crazy how many white teammates Jordan had. Yeah, he really did have a lot. I mean, who played yeah. besides Steve Kerr though? Uh, Paxton. Oh yeah, Paxton. I thought he came out great in the documentary. It was interesting to me also that Paxton was kind of like, I'm sure Chicago fans loved him when he played, and he's also like so hated as far as like him in the front office, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, he's been in the front office for the last 20 years. I think they finally let him. Also, go. though, don't you feel like it's kind of unfair the hate they get? I, I totally get like. First of all, them blowing up a team that literally won six championships is kind of crazy. And the fact that they wouldn't at least, like, try didn't really make sense to me. Like, I don't know why you would even say before the season, like, hey, this is our last season. Like, at least try, even if you thought, like, hey, everyone's going to be worth too much. But the thing that I find kind of crazy is that everyone acts like the Bulls have been so terrible ever since. But, like, they had B. Rose. If he didn't get hurt, they would have – gone to the finals yeah 100 percent. actually uh my low point last night when i was watching that some kid on youtube uh simulating the entire decade dude seriously 40. the fact that you we're at a point that you are watching people simulate 2k games is just like unfathomable no well it dude it was actually interesting to see what like what happened after lebron left in 2010 or whatever it was because you think like Carmelo was still on the Nuggets, uh, Der- I mean, and the Bulls, like you said, like in the simulation, Derrick Rose won like three MVPs and a championship. But all these guys switching teams is insane. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty interesting. But yeah, but that Bulls team was so good. Like when you look back yeah, on them, true. like if he didn't get hurt, they honestly might have won a finals. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, D. Rose is the youngest MVP winner of all time. I think he was 21 when he won it over LeBron. It's so great. Where is D. Rose now? I know he balled last year. Is he still on the Wolves? No, nah, he's on the uh, oh, Pistons. He was about to trade in the Lakers where – uh, possibly going to get him this trade deadline. Crazy. It's funny. I actually watched some highlights of D. Rose recently. His elevating ability was unreal. He's so fast. Oh, yeah. He's another guy that had a second more on it's his crazy. Um, What else was I going to ask you? Dude, I don't know, man. We don't have – there's – I'm just getting so sad. Like, at first I was, like, went through the stage of, you know, really upset sports was gone, but it'll be back. Then I accepted it and said, you know what? I'm just going to jump into all these Netflix shows and like try to learn guitar and read. You did not try to learn. And by try to learn guitar, I took my brothers and it's literally sat in the corner of my room for a month. Um, But now I'm just back to like, dude, I need sports back. Yeah. You're telling me, dude, I go outside and lay down and tan for two hours. I know I get your photos. Yeah, it's, dude, it's tough. Dude, uh, your chest, man. Well, yeah, what's wrong? Dude, it is. You are a hairball. And don't say, oh, I'm Italian. Dude, you are a hairball. Uh, 
I'm letting it go, but I do think about it because you guys give me shit when I post those uh, photos in our group Snapchat and call me Omo <laughs> Junior. But I don't like I don't I I want to get a girl's opinion. Like, the funny thing is, I have such mixed opinions. Obviously, a guy who literally doesn't have a single hair on my chest, but I've heard some girls like think it's gross, and other girls like find it manly. So I think it really. Obviously, we're just two guys spitballing here, so we need some to pull some girls. But I think it's really like it just depends on the girl. Also, you yeah, the know. other thing about these photos you take is you literally have a different dad hat like every day. How many hats do you have? Too many, dude. They're laying around my house. Like I got a the Dream Team one sitting next to me. I got a Nike one on my head right now. I I honestly legitly think you could wear a, a different hat every day of the year. Oh, definitely. I have tons and I'm probably going to order more. That's another thing about quarantine. You just start ordering shit. No. Oh, yeah. Like why the hell would you get a Bucks hat? That Bucks hat, the (laughs) the colors, dude, it's a Bucks. Dude, it is. First of all, I hate the color orange. I I think you might like orange. It's not orange though. It's, it's literally like Sherbo Bucks. Oh God. Our Bucks. And he's Patty. Patty's trying to say our bucks. <laughs> no, not our bucks, dude. I only like Bruce Arians. I can get the team. I even have a problem. Oh my. I even I even have a problem with uh, Gronkowski going back there. I think. Why do you problem. have a problem with that? I just think it's so it's like so Patriots. Uh, give me another reason to hate these guys. Brady just pulls Gronk out of his ass when he leaves the Patriots to go play for the Bucks. And do you think Gronk stays there? Uh, for one year, or do you think he goes beyond? That? I mean, he's not going to play anywhere. I think he'll he'll go as long as Brady's there, probably. To be completely honest with you, I don't think he was like oh, just just how it seems from the outside. I don't think he was over football. I think he was just over the Patriots stuff. No, yeah, definitely. That's why he waited for Brady to dip. Also, I'm stoked though. Little element uh, Edelman's going to get a taste of the uh, not having. I know what's what? going to be. Great. We know he. He walks around like his shit hasn't stunk in years, and we're about to see. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, it must have been nice. Being, I mean, not to say that that cat, that guy isn't an absolute stud in the slot, but it must be nice being like best friends with the quarterback and getting like every freaking look. His numbers are gonna plummet this year. Oh, it's happened numerous times, and it's funny though. Also, I'm so curious. Wouldn't you just love to actually like talk to him, just like? off the record and just be like, dude, how much do you wish you were on the Bucks? Oh, in Tampa, living it up with those guys. Uh, he's going to hate football. I guarantee it. He actually, he, I think he's been hurt a couple times. Definitely the ACL injury. And he's probably had concussions. He might hang it up in two years. Be like, man, I'm not over this. I'm over this shit. Tom Brady was the only one. Keeping no, it totally. I'm super. I'm God. That's actually the biggest storyline. I think for the NFL that I'm interested in is maybe even more so than like how the Bucks do, but how the Patriots do. Oh yeah, I got a, I got a tweet lined up. Best believe 2018. I said, hey, I'm driving the Stidham train. No, you did not. Yeah, I did, dude. Watched a couple Auburn games. I was like, this kid can sling it, man. He's got he's got a the, he's got wheels. The thing on. is, how many of those tweets do you have for various quarterbacks that you just happen to be watching? Uh I I knew I did that at one point. I didn't Wait, have did, any on her. Did you screen grab? I screen grab <laughs> that one. Yeah, definitely. Once uh once Stidham brings the Patriots to the playoffs. Uh, that's actually pretty funny. I remember seeing I actually like 
when they said that he's their quarterback, I had no idea. I remembered him, but I had no clue what college he went to. He had probably the most like average college career. Uh, yeah. I mean, Auburn's Auburn's in the mix all the time, except they just don't don't pull it through. Except when Cam was there. Once again, we're at the end of the second quarter, going to halftime, and they have. I, it's so dumb. It's literally the dumbest thing I could. All right, here it is. Hold on. Oh, they, they just fired. Oh, here the we go. Quarter. They showed the shot clock at least. No, but they're the start of the third quarter. Is oh, up, what the heck? The you have the third? Score. Damn, how am I behind? Oh, nice. Bucket. Great. And Reggie Miller just scored. So if they don't put it up by the next basket. Wait, you're screwed. done with the third quarter? How's that? All right. All right. 48-47. So it was 48-45 at the end of the second quarter. All right. Hold on. Let me look. You said it was 48, what? 48-45. Uh, uh, shit. 48-45 Bulls. Oh, okay. Oh, and I had that. Oh, my God. And you were one – I was one above you. Eight and a five, ladies. Give me 20 bucks again. How much money did you put in this week? Uh, Ten. I put in five for Dylan. Who knows if he's (laughs) – You know he's not. What's the last – Yeah, and if he does, he's going to – What's the last basketball game that guy's watched? Uh, shit. I don't know. He's got a lot of opinions. Uh, about sure, none good. Uh, so I mean, we're we're yeah. getting towards an end right now. You got anything left? Uh, it's just good catching up with you, dude. I can't wait for us to just be able to party again. At least, like, throw a couple. I know it's Memorial Day weekend. What do you got planned? Um, I actually might be heading up to Orange County to Newport area. I don't know. Do you have any plans? I know, uh, no. yeah, I know you're Zero taking the plans. quarantine quite seriously. I might at least see what the is like because I know they're open in Orange County. And I think it's kind of hot this weekend. You think I'd get a date uh, on these dates? Dude, uh, just before – let's close off this conversation actually. I was so curious because obviously I'm not single right now. I was so curious if it would be easy or hard to pull in these times. Uh, so the conversations, I mean, it's, they kind of die out quickly. Is that, like, wait, oh, is that, is that, is that how much effort? you or the time? <laughs> no, because usually, I mean, I went on a couple dates before quarantine, like probably a month before quarantine uh-huh. started. And now it's, it's just how much effort are you willing to put into something? Like if you're not going to, we don't know. So that's the thing out. is I'm curious because you already on dating apps, it's already like, okay, you guys don't know each other. So it's like, usually people, you know, I would imagine you meet in a public place, like you go get dinner or drinks, which obviously you can't do now. And secondly, it's like, are you just going to be like, like, is, is it just your pen pal? Because you don't know if the girl's taking like the quarantine seriously, or if she like, it, it just seems like such a sticky situation. No, yeah, and there's been like, uh, like opportunities, like, hey, you want to like, like, and for instance, like, go on a walk or something, and it's like, am I really gonna like risk going on a walk with someone who I don't even and know? Uh, no, exactly. Like, so how, risk, like, I'm I'm not super concerned about getting it, but like risk getting it. I w- there's so many like things that are added, obviously, of the anxiety of going in a first date and then doing it in a quarantine where like. Do you wear a mask? Do you touch them when you see them? Like, how do you introduce yourself? Like, 
Yeah, that, and that's like the big one when you go on first dates. Like, does she want a hug? Like, should I just, you know, meet her at the table? What goes? So, yeah, so that's that's crazy. I I have not been on a date during quarantine, but you know, it, I don't I don't know, man. I mean, the, the conversations, yes, on my part, they do <laughs> die out quickly. Even more, even more so now. But I'm still talking. I mean, who? Like, what else are you gonna do? That's another thing. You're so bored, like. Maybe you do keep the conversation. I mean, going. yeah, I, dude, for everyone's sake and mostly for your sake, I really just hope this quarantine ends. So get stop wearing sat in your backyard and tanning, and you can have some actual like physical contact with people other than yourself. Yeah, I'm not getting any practice on this first <laughs> date. Sure. <laughs> I'm basically in a lose-lose situation. Oh man, you need to you need to get away from your dogs for a week, then. But hey, if I do meet a girl during quarantine, she's exactly one, right? that, that's the thing is you meet her during quarantine. It's a great story, and also if she's willing to risk everything, it, the conversation, everything works out during these times. Then you clearly know it's meant to be for sure. Yeah, but then in my head on these first dates all the time, maybe second date, I'm like, damn, like, should I go in for the kiss? And now it's like, shit, am I going to uh, contract COVID while going in for this kiss? She dude, want at, at, this, all, at this point, I think you need to be willing to risk COVID for a kiss, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's brutal, dude. We'll leave off on that. D-Roll, thanks for coming on. We got to save the first 20 minutes. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm not an editor over here. I don't produce shit. Maybe you can do that. We'll uh, figure I'll it out, you know put it happens. together, and then let's uh, do this again soon uh, before quarantine's done. Later, bro. All right. Peace out, D-Roll. Thank you for tuning in to the 10 After 7 podcast. I want to thank Devin Rawl again for joining me. Hope you guys enjoyed it. You can follow me on Twitter at 10 After 7 or on the Instagram at 10 underscore after underscore 7. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. I'm out. Woo. Go Dodgers. Thank you.